Hi, this is Leo Fong. You're with me in the Justin Harvey Show. Hi there, everyone. Justin Harvey of the Justin Harvey Show. My show is internationally known for my work with some of the greatest grandmasters of all time, such as Don the Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Master Eric Lee, and several others. Well, I would love to introduce to you the newest edition of the Justin Harvey Show, my official co-host, 9th Degree Black Belt, Michelle Manu. Hello, hello, this is Michelle Manu, and I am excited to be the new co-host of the Justin Harvey Show. Justin and I share a passion for martial arts as I am a 9th Degree Black Belt in the ancient dislocation form of the Kahivalu Hawaiian Lua. The Justin Harvey Show has received national recognition, and it continues now into 2015. This year, Justin will be inducted into the 2015 USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame and will also appear on the Masters Hall of Fame World News Television Show. Everyone knows that the Justin Harvey Show delivers top-notch interviews and is an important podcast in the world of martial arts. The Justin Harvey Show was voted the number one podcast in 2014 and is now working towards broadcasting with iHeartRadio. There is no other like Justin. So tune in as this master podcaster continues to bring you the stars of the martial arts world as I sit co-pilot. Let's get this party started. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and tonight is a very special night for the Justin Harvey Show. I want to quickly bring in Michelle because it's a Hi, huge everyone. show. Hi, <laughs> everyone. Hi, Michelle. How are you, dear? I'm good, Justin. How are you? I am extremely pumped because for this show, we actually have Leo Fong, who is one of Bruce Lee's best friends. So could you read his introduction? Oh, my gosh, yes. It'd be my honor. I um, I personally adore Leo, so this is my honor, totally. Um, so today we have Grandmaster Leo T. Fong. Master Fong has lived an extraordinary life um, in that it's crossed paths with some equally extraordinary people. As a close friend and confidant of Bruce Lee, Master Fong influenced Bruce Lee's art of Jeet Kune Do by introducing Bruce to boxing and wrestling. Leo lives in Southern California where he does all the things that he loves, Methodist ministry, martial arts, coaching fitness, and making films. So please, let's all welcome Master Fong to the Justin Harvey Show. Woo! Hi, Leo. Hi, thank you. Welcome to the show, sir. It's truly an honor. My pleasure. Well, let's just get started. I'm Leo. You're the founder of the martial arts Wei Kung Do. What does that mean, and how? Um, what were the elements that um, you put into your art? Okay. Um, first of all, I I had background in uh, many system of fighting, and also I uh, participated in quite a bit of athletics when I was in college. I was a tennis player and and uh, a touch football player and um, uh, um, and then a, a boxer on the boxing team. And then when uh, uh, the 50s came and I heard about judo and jiu-jitsu and, and later about taekwondo and karate and kung fu and all that, I took all those things. And as I look back, I realized that there was not enough of time for me to practice all those arts uh, in a day. Uh-huh. And, and somehow, you know, in life we evolved. And I ran into Bruce Lee. I met Bruce Lee in 1962, and he says, why are you going to all those different um, schools? Are you paying them? I said, yes, I pay a membership fee. He said, yeah, I can save you money. I said, well, <laughs> Are you going to all those schools? I said, I want to find the ultimate martial arts. And once I find that one ultimate system, I will stay with it. Mm. And he laughed, and he put his finger on my chest and said, you know, the ultimate is in there. Take your boxing skills and expand on it. Learn how to grapple, learn how to kick, and learn how to trap. And you have it. I thought about it for a while, and then, sure enough, I began to think in that direction, and one thing led to another, and I dropped out of my Taekwondo school because I had a had a disagreement with my instructor, mm-hmm. and then I stayed away from the 
uh, Gung Fu scene because Bruce Lee had a lot of influence on me for doing that. He said, you're doing a lot of those forms. That's all dry land swimming. It's not going to work on the street. And, mm. and I already knew that because when I free spar with um, tournament fighters, I never could use any of that stuff. I had to get back to my boxing base, stick and move. Yeah, so stick and move. Out through the years, uh, um, my art began to evolve into one single unit. And this is, uh, and I was in Hong Kong being interviewed by a martial arts magazine, the Mar Hong Kong Martial Arts. And uh, <clears throat> a fellow by the name of Chaplain Chang, who was production manager for Enter the Dragon, and he knew Bruce Lee, and he knew I knew Bruce. So he arranged an interview for a cover story for me on his magazine. And on the way over to the hotel where the interviewer is going to be, uh, he said, what is your style? I said, I don't know. I said, I've done so many <laughs> things, uh, eclectic. And he said, well, i tell you what. Why don't you call it Wei Kun Do? And I said, what's that? He said, the way of the integrated fists. And the way in Chinese means stomach. That's where the food are being processed and so forth and mm. so on. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so I said, okay, that sounds pretty good. So when uh, the interviewer asked me, what is your system? I said, Wei Kun Do. And then I said, it's way of the integrated fists. And um, today, after a long evolutionary process, I have summarized it, the whole thing into one uh, acronym, DRAT, D-R-A-T-T. -T. So now what is DRAT? Number one, you got to keep distance. you got to know your, your distance factor. Number two, you got to be relaxed and relaxed-focused. You can't be t tense and tight. And number three, you have to know your angles, angles when the person attacks you, angles when you attack someone else. See, most people go forward and backward. That's it. And that's why you watch those MMA fights. When they get aggressive, they drive them all the way into the cage uh, wall, and then they they stay there for five, ten minutes, you know. <laughs> and uh, But if you go angle, then the other guy who's very aggressive, overcommitted, he's going to slam into the other side of the, the, the this cage. Mm -hmm. So angles. And T is target. And a lot of time, I, I used to get in street fights when I was a younger guy in Arkansas, being picked on all the time. The first thing they will tell you, what they're going to do to you. So <laughs> what I do now is, with the T, while they talk and tell me what they're going to do, I'm looking at where I'm going to hit them the first time they make a move. Mm. And so the, the fifth um, uh, uh, T is um, timing. What is timing? Timing is when... You sense this person is getting ready to take that first step. Then you hit him. And this is why Jeet Kune Do is called the way of the intercept, interceptive fist uh, or stop hit. Thank you, you, Leo. That's wonderful. Well, that's my explanation for Wei Kune Do. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Excellent. That sounds amazing. Excellent. I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm talking to Bruce Lee through him. In an <laughs> this is wonderful. Well, yeah, very similar, um, beautiful people. So, um, Justin, you want to take the next question? Oh, I, absolutely. And, Michelle, I'm not doing these in order, so I do apologize. But um, okay. what, one of my questions is um, you you have obviously worked with a lot of uh, martial artists in movies. Who is your most favorite to work with and why? Who is what? Who is your um, most favorite martial artist uh, to work with in a film, and why? Yeah, uh, the martial arts uh, in, in the movie. Yeah, like who was your favorite that you worked with? Well, let's see. Uh, um, let me try to think here, because I, I work with Steve Anderson. Uh, he was uh, nice in back in the eighties. He was uh, 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 consistent winner, and I work with Billy Blanks. And, uh, in fact, I gave Bill Blanks his first um, first break in, in the movies. Wow. Uh, he uh, Billy was good. See, the thing is, these guys are all the champions. They had no problem about being, getting beat up by somebody like me. First <laughs> 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 time I asked these guys that are high profile that get themselves in a magazine all the time, um, if you uh, want to act and I put you in my movie, 
uh, would you uh, have any problem getting beat up? He said, no, no, I, won't do, I don't want to do that because it'll, it'll mess my image up. I said, <laughs> movies. I got beat up. So I had James Lou as um, one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had James Lou in the kill point. See, James has got a lot of skills, but he don't mind you beating him up. <laughs> and and I do not like people who are uh, who who are very arrogant and, and said, well, it's got to be 110%. Yeah. Uh, 110% there. And I had someone uh, before that, I don't want to mention his name, but he's gone already. But, um, but James, and I, I work with James, uh, Billy Blanks, Steve Nasty Anderson, Ray Dalkey, a good um, Shotokan guy, and uh, a bunch of other people probably I can't think about right now, but, but <laughs> if I look at the movies, I realize who they are. Uh, but James Lou, I think, yeah. Well, you know what, on, on to the, uh, you know, to further that, you know, Justin hit the martial artists and action stars that you've enjoyed working with, but what about your, what one of your movies, because you've produced so many uh, did you enjoy most in making? Well, I, I like, uh, you know, uh, it didn't get uh, theatrical, but uh, uh, Blood Street, for me, is the most fun, and, and I, I like it. Uh, uh, it's uh, Richard Norton is in it, and he's a real nice guy. I, uh, I, he was my favorite, too. He was a bad guy, and he let me shoot him in, with a shotgun in an elevator. I love it. <laughs> so you like shooting people. That's fun. <laughs> and I got in, and I chased him, and he got into um, the elevator, and he tried to close the door. I stuck the barrel, and then I went, boom. I said, oh, wow. My line was said, oh, you're going up? And he's bleeding and uh, he's gagging. And so, but he was had a good, very, very good attitude about it. And, and uh, Richard is very respectful, and and I, I, it was great working for him. And um, Blood Street is one of my favorite, but it didn't get the actual. And one of my most successful is Kill Point. Mm-hmm. And and I, I work with um, Brascom Richmond in there. That's when he was starting out as a stunt guy. And later he did Renegade. And um, in, in that one, uh, James Lewis in it, and um, Ray Dalkey, Steve Anderson. Oh. And uh, I had a lot of martial arts guys in there. Um and that, but that was a successful theatrical run. Uh, in fact, in uh, in uh, Variety magazine and and Hollywood Reporter, it was one of the top ten uh, independent grossing movies in 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 the eighties. I think eighty five, eighty six, or something like that. And because uh, I still have the article, um, so it, it did on a budget of two hundred thousand dollars, did over seven million dollars at the box office. Excellent, that's one. That's very successful, right, Justin? Oh my God! Oh yeah, my my gosh, it's just this is great stuff, sir. I'm highly honored. Wow. Yeah, nice. So Leo, yeah, I was going to ask you what what film are you currently working on now? Working on a film uh, with no budget. It's called Chi Fung Master. See, Chi Fung is a uh, exercise program that I started back about uh, 13, 14 years ago when I hurt my shoulder and I couldn't do any more lifting. I used to do, lift heavy stuff. Now yeah. I, do, I do. I mean, if I got a bad shoulder today, I did two pounds a day, and and it it is you know aggravated. So um, so I start I start thinking about. Uh, well, how can I stay in shape? I said, I'm so used to going and lifting heavy stuff. Then uh, something said to me, My the spirit said to me, he said, why don't you take your gung fu movements and use light weights? So out of that came what I call chi fung. Uh, chi means energy, and fung is my actually my family name. I'm not fung, but um, people keep calling me fung when I was in Arkansas. That I, just, I said, well, I'm not going to keep correcting everybody. My my actual name is Fung F U N G, but uh-huh. Fung means air oxygen. So I said now, in my program, I've focused a lot on deep breathing, staying relaxed, and again, is the acronym is R S V P. You know, uh, relax, slow motion, visualize, pulse, and deep breathe. And so I use uh, anywhere from two pounds to to eight-pound dumbbells and do a lot of circular moments Movements in addition to the uh, traditional uh, Western uh, physiology of weight training. 
and and that has been my program for developing uh, uh, fitness and developing uh, 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 core strength. Uh, of course, I I I can't. Uh, I'm not as buff as I used to be, and mm-hmm. I can't, you know, because you get old. The movie Chief Fung Master is about this old master um, um, I play, and I'm mentoring a guy, a Filipino uh, martial artist by the name of Jeff Jed. He he actually uh, he's older than he looks. He looks like a young kid, but he's mm-hmm. and so. Um, He's constantly entering these MMA fights and get beat up. So finally, he started going to one school after another with different styles, trying to learn all the styles, thinking that if he learned uh, uh, stick fighting, he learned kicking, he learned taekwondo, he learns um, uh, kickboxing, he learned all these things, and he would win. But he still get beat. So he comes to me, and I said, "Well, you got to remember that fighting." Is ninety percent mental, emotional. I said you need to put focus on to uh, inner skills, and I quoted uh, Gustamato, the great uh, boxing trainer who trained uh, Floyd Patterson and and um, Mike Tyson. The skill, the will to win, is greater than the skill to win. Mm-hmm. And so now, rest of the movie, I'm teaching him how how to. Um, Look at everything from a psychological standpoint. That sounds wonderful. That may help a lot of people out there. So what oh. a great um, thought, right, Justin? Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, Michelle. I actually have an interesting question. I'm gonna put a spin on this because this is something I've always wondered, um, Master Fong. To your knowledge, do you know if uh, Bruce Lee ever took any disabled students under his wing? Did he ever took any disabled students? Like, like with a disability or some kind of, you know, um, like in a wheelchair or they couldn't walk or they couldn't use a part of their body? Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, the thing is um, uh, we get the idea that um, Bruce has got a lot of students. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of students, a lot of people said they, they trained on Bruce that I never heard of. Yeah. But I kind of know... Uh, um, that uh, who he trained in the day when I would hang out with him, probably uh, less than 15 people, okay? Now, Bruce was not known uh, for me, uh, knowing him, my relation with him, as really a a, a, a teacher. Uh-huh. He's more of a guy getting people to come over so he can test out his techniques. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, he's not going to... Like a traditional teacher would say, okay, line up, and he's going to run you guys through an hour and a half program. Mm-hmm. He was here and there, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he'd throw a little uh, here and there, and then, then, but mostly he wants you to get in front of him so he can try something, maybe mm-hmm. hold that pad so he can go all the way back to against the wall and stuff like that. So, uh, so I don't remember him really taking time out and teaching somebody's handicap or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He will engage you in a conversation for for an hour or two if he's, he's you know if he's not rushing to go somewhere you know yeah because yeah that was my well, relationship. yeah I mean that's your you know you're one of his best friends and what did you contribute to Jeet Kune Do because I know that you introduced Bruce to wrestling and boxing was uh, there anything else no well the thing is we used to exchange a lot of uh, ideas I remember. Um, uh, when I, I first time I went there, uh, I, I was looking at how they were doing, and they had their Wing Chun stance, and it looked kind of strange to me because <laughs> I was in background. I was still working out uh, with the boxing team at the Sacramento State University in Cal State in Sacramento, and uh, I wasn't uh, on their team, but one of my church members was, and he invited me to come work out, and I'd go to spa with all those kids. There were about ten of them, and I went right through them every afternoon, a couple of rounds with each one of them. And um, and then when I heard about Bruce, I, I met him, and I told him, Bruce, I said, you know, I can't do the stance. You know, I'm not a southpaw. Mm. I'll you what I have. I can, you know, I can set somebody up with that left, uh, left and I can knock people out with left hooks. And then I did uh, about a three-punch combination, bop, 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 bop. And he was impressed. He said, well, you do what you want to do. But end up, I didn't go down and drill with those students that his, 
because he would show them a technique and they would practice it without any supervision, run back upstairs, sit in the living room, and I'd go sit with him and Jimmy Lee, and we would talk about um, uh, different martial arts uh, system, different martial artists, and that was our conversation. And we were sharing, uh, by our conversation, sharing thoughts with each other. So now looking back, I, I told people, I said, Bruce Lee did not give me a fish because if I he gave me a fish, that only feed me for the time being, but he showed me how to fish. Mm, I, that's wonderful. Well, then uh, when he got in the fight with um, Wong Jobman, and um, they're going to make a movie with it, but I don't know why, how, because all he did was he got out there, and the, and the guy said, "Hey, let's 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 talk about rules." And he and so Bruce Lee said, "The hell with rules!" And then he started blasting the guy, and the guy turned around, and ran from one uh, room to the other, and I think <laughs> he just out a couple of times, and he couldn't catch him with his forward blast from Wing Chun, which is linear uh, approach. You see, yeah. had no angle. So he finally cornered the guy, and the guy squatting in the in the corner, bleeding for his life. And he told him uh, to tell his students. He brought a few of them. Said, "Tell them you, you give up and you give up." And so he did, and that was the end of it. it was no fight. And then he 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 called me. See, I lived in Stockton, up in Northern California, and he lived in Oakland. And I I didn't have time to go there. So finally, uh, he said, "Hey man," he said, "The sucker ran from me." He said, I'm going to need angles. I said, Bruce, you need to consider boxing, man. So I <coughs> so I went out there, and we talked about hooks and uppercut and stuff. That's excellent. Good. And and a stance probably on the lower half of the body where it was more flexible and wasn't in that very proper Wing Chun stance. That's right. So he started taking more of a boxing pose. You know, you can know you see him. He looks like a boxer. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in between, huh? Between the large Wing Chun stance and the short boxing stance, that'd probably work well for Bruce. And then you know when uh, I notice when Bruce look at something, when he processes it, <clears throat> it's gonna come out completely different. He'll make it work, but someone else imitating won't. It won't work. Yeah, it's true. A good example. Is yeah. Kick. Yeah. A spinning kick from. Uh, Chuck Norris and, uh, and June Ree. But um, one time I was in the uh, bedroom with him. He's changing clothes to go see uh, Steve McQueen and Elkie Summers at the International. So he says to me, uh, he said, uh, why don't you go with me? I said, I can't, Bruce. I got a date up in San Francisco. I said, I got to hurry back. I got to catch a flight to get back up there, get there by 7 o'clock. I said, I got to see the, see the lady by 8 o'clock because I was single at the time. Oh. Anyway, uh, so I, I, I missed my uh, chance of meeting. Oh, you got to excuse that. That's the house phone if you hear that. So. Anyway, uh, That's okay. He said, before you go, he said, let me show you something. So he had on his, his shorts. That's it, his underwear. And he was, uh, you know, and he said, let me show you something. So he, he chambers his leg and he pops it out there. He said, uh, you, you you see anything? You hear anything? I said, well, it sounds like you sound like you you got gear on. It, it pops, and he did it again. It pops. So so I guess I hit the nail on the head because that's what he wanted to show to me uh, is that he can make that thing pop without a gear. Excellent. I said uh, I said uh, uh, where do you get that? He said, well, I learned a basic idea from uh, the spinning back kick from Chuck Norris watching Chuck Norris. And June Ree. And it's completely different than what they did. It, he just took the idea and, it, and processed it, and it became Bruce Lee's thing. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. Well, Justin, you want to ask the next question? Yeah, this is a pretty interesting one, Michelle. Um, uh, Leo, you just released a DVD through Warner Entertainment. Can you tell us about that uh, transition project, please? Yeah, what, what happened was... Um, uh, Don, uh, you know, talked to me about doing something with Bruce Lee. He said, not as a teacher. I said, well, he never was officially my, uh, my teacher. He was my friend. He said, hey, that's a good idea. He said, why don't we um, do a DVD and you tell all about uh, uh, Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. And 
booklet, uh, Leo Fong, My Friend Bruce Lee. I said, okay. So he turned the camera on. I'm sitting there, and I just went on a monologue for about 90 minutes about uh, different episodes of things that we did, different things we did, uh, and I, uh, Bruce and I did. And and then uh, he made that into a, a DVD and took me down to Chinatown and standing in front of Bruce Lee's statue, and I got bad knees. I have not kicked, and I don't mean in 20 years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you do a kick. I said, well, I'm going to try, but you turn that camera on, and just in case I do a one right. The very first kick I did, he said, wow, that's perfect. I, he said, I said, you know, uh, this is the first time I've done this thing in, in 20 years. I, I, don't, I hurt my knee a long time ago. And and so that's the that's the picture he he used in the cover of the uh, DVD. Me kicking, doing a high front kick in front of the statue. Yeah, and I actually got to see that uh, the picture for the cover, and Leo looks amazing. You still have it, Leo? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, that brings me to, uh, you know, it's just another avenue where your reputation is being recorded uh, in the community. And so that leads me to saying you have such a wonderful reputation. And I wanted to ask, um, how have you been able to maintain such a great reputation? Because our community is so large, yet it's so small. And, you know, there's a lot of bickering, but there's also a lot of support. So how do you manage to stay um, in the community with such an amazing reputation? Well, I think uh, the important thing is you need to. Uh, you know, I grew up a very shy person, and uh, and and you tell me to stand up in class when I was fifth grade to to give a book report. I I feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> I end up being called a preacher, called a minister, called a minister. Sixteen years old, I felt the spirit called me to be a minister, and 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 so now I, you know, I I have spoken to. Uh, thousands of people in, in different churches. Uh, I think one of the things that I, I reflect on is that um, is humility, and I think uh, I don't. I'm not a high-profile person, and I'm comfortable in doing my thing. And, just, and if I don't get recognition, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But I don't go after recognition, and mm-hmm. and and so humility is important. The other thing is I keep everything in perspective. Um, I realize that what is today may not be the same tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to uh, 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 a martial artist who, who I did a movie with, and he got burned his bridge with me. But he had uh, a really big ego, but, but no one knows who he is. Uh, mm-hmm. He kicks pretty high. But he's he's far from Bill Bill Wallace, but he claimed he he's better than Bill Wallace, and he telegraphed his kicks and all that because I I'm aware of these things in free fighting. Yeah. And one day I asked him, I said, um, "Hey, what would happen if you lost both legs?" He said, "Oh, that would be a disaster. I would not want to live." Yeah. That is a good example of not having the right perspective about life. His whole identity is built on those kicks. Yeah, if I'm if I may interject here, and this may seem a little biased, Michelle, but I got to say that that is a pretty negative attitude. I mean, yeah, to say something like that because everybody can contribute in life, regardless of the situation. That's right. And no, so- and. Yeah, and Justin, you know, I don't know if you know Leo, but Justin has cerebral palsy, and he contributes massively to the world, um, and he doesn't have use of his legs. No, no. Uh, just like uh, right now, uh, I'm frustrated. My, I, I can't do uh, anything with my left arm because that's why when I do seminars, that's my bread and butter. I do jabs, hooks, and uppercuts off of it. I, mm. I can't even lift my arms up. I hurt it. Uh, it hurts so bad. But yet, uh, I managed to adapt. I said, well... I say to myself, "Excuse is not in my vocabulary." Yeah. Uh, I can I can be a one arm boxer. I've been developing some angles and techniques with just doing my right arm. And, and um, uh, uh, but but the bottom line here is that you don't your identity is not built on your physical uh, skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I agree. It's built on who we are. 
Um, uh, as long as you yeah, can breathe, as long as you can yeah. breathe, you can go from there. That's the starting point for wherever you want to go. As long as you can breathe, because if you can't breathe, you're dead. Yeah, you know, it's such a great message to our audience because I think we're always waiting for something. Well, if I only had this, if I only lost five pounds, if I could only develop this, then I would be happy. But really, happiness is in this moment and accepting who we are and being grateful for what we have instead of always wanting more. So that is a really great message for our audience, Leo. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Exactly. That's why. My next question for you is. Um, they did a they did a movie called the Bruce Lee Story. Uh, how did you feel about the film? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I, it's been a while. I don't remember the thing, but things I remember was things that was inaccurate. Uh, Funny, really? Bruce didn't Bruce did not hurt his back from getting kicked by somebody. Mm-hmm. He hurt his back by doing good morning exercises, and he did a ninety pound barbell on his back and bending forward and backward. And he popped, he ruptured a disc in his back. Mm-hmm. I remember I came down here to see him that day, uh, one day, and he was really depressed. He couldn't do anything, and you know when you got back problems, you can't do anything. I, I mean, no, I have. So anyway, then finally I came down to see him again, and he said, "Hey, Leo, man, my chicken dough has." Hit the ceiling. I said, "How's that?" He said, "I'm sitting down writing down notes about it, and man, I came up with all these uh, techniques and theories." He wrote that book, Tao of Kung Fu, that they published. is a series of notes he took while he was in bed. Then he wrote me a letter. I have the letter. He said, "When it, you know, I was like a hard rain. When the hard rain falls down and hits uh, uh, the vegetation, uh, the more the the rain hits uh, the." The, the grass and, and, and all the vegetation, it grows. He said, that's what happened to me. Uh, the adversities, the pain, it caused me to really grow. And and, uh, and this is why uh, I, I got this Jikendo uh, thing here. And, and so later, when uh, he passed away, um, they published that book, Tao of Jikendo. It was old series notes he wrote while he was laying on his back. <clears throat> Isn't that amazing? I mean, we all go through moments like that and we're just discouraged and depressed and then something beautiful, if we choose it, can be birthed out of that. So that's a great example. Oh, absolutely, Michelle. I, I totally agree. I can I can actually relate to that statement, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I can sure definitely you can. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, 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 we all uh, can. I, uh, I'm in California because of racism. See, I grew up in Arkansas, and uh, mm-hmm. they said they used to call it God's country, and I agreed. <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. Well, did they call you Oriental, Leo, or did they call you Asian? Oh, they called me Chink. <laughs> Chink, oh, that's wow. even worse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, California is great because there's just so many of every different ethnicity, and it's such a large place that people aren't watching you. You get to be who you want to be. Um, which is wonderful. Um, oh no, it's uh, it's very uh, very uh, nice to be out here. But that was blessing in disguise. I didn't really want to come to California. I didn't even know where California was. Should <laughs> <laughs> send me out here because they won't get rid of me. They said we don't have no Chinese churches in in uh, in our Arkansas conference. See, the in the Methodist Church is connectional system. They send you to churches, but they when you take they take you in, they guarantee you a job. I could have sued them, but I didn't want to do that. And, uh, yeah, I didn't because uh, my one of my my close buddies would say, "Hey, sue them. You can do that." And make, I said, "No, nah, I don't want to create anything. I don't want to stay in a place where I'm not wanted." I, uh, and so after they had pointed me out to California, I said, "Well, I, I I'm gonna be adventurous and see what's out here." And wow, it'd it, it been a different story if I if they accepted me. I'd probably be dead already. Because it, it was nothing to do, you see. I wouldn't have not known about um, uh, martial arts, uh, movie making, and all that other stuff. I'd probably be just an old country preacher. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, well, Michelle, uh, does, does any of our audience have any questions for Lydia? Just want to check and see. Yeah, actually, I have, um, and I did mention this to Leo, because it actually came through before we started the show, 
Absolutely. There is a dear friend of mine, a senior Jeet Kune Do practitioner and instructor out of Fresno Golden Dragon Academy, Wendell Boyce. Um, I adore Wendell. Wendell wants to ask Leo, uh, where do you think Bruce Lee would have progressed to today? Do you think that he would be more inclined to cage fight, street fight, or both? So that was the question by Wendell. Yeah. I think um, Bruce Lee would have, like I just said at the beginning, Bruce Lee um, is real keen on the word, two words he's keen on. One is totality. The other one's adapting. In a free fight, when it's not compliant and not prearranged, you have to adapt to the changing uh, uh, situation as you fight. Okay, boxers are good at that. That's why boxing is still the ultimate uh, free-fighting uh, sport. Uh, I think today, if Bruce Lee was around, first of all, I think he would have uh, moved to a level of spirituality in his uh, martial arts because mm-hmm. he would be 70-something years old. Yeah. And, and, and uh, in that spirituality, he would be in the same category and maybe better than, uh, than Yushiba in Aikido. Yeah, but his is very spiritually based because he had a uh, he had an, uh, a spiritual experience in the garden, and the boy the, the says to him, "Do away with all the techniques you already know." So it was a style without a style, technique without a technique, and as Bruce Lee said, "Fight without fighting." Mm. But, uh, but anyway, uh, I, I would say that Bruce has taken his art to a higher plane. I won't say he can walk on water. Some people try to worship <laughs> He would, uh, you know, uh, I can see that uh, because even in my own journey now, uh, I, feel, I feel that um, the key to power and hardness is softness. It's so true, isn't it? It's that, that balancing of the white and the dark and the light, you know, and, and, and the good and the bad and... Um, the feminine and the masculine. It's in every um, martial art, and it's also in our being spiritually. Um, yeah, so, it is. Yeah, I agree. And I like to. I always like to use this. Said we're not all perfect, you know. Uh, according <laughs> to the Bible, we all have uh, come short of the glory of God. We all are saying to come short of the glory of God. But then there's horns and halos in us too. You see. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> A certain amount of devilish in you. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's true, though, and I think just that, you know, a lot of people, oh, no, they go around, I'm perfect, I'm not like that, I would never, and I've never done, and I think it's really taking a look at our dark self inside, I mean, we're it's innate, you know, and it's embracing that and saying, no, you're not coming out, or I'm going to redirect this energy, or I'm going to change my thought process so that the dark isn't so dark anymore. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. You see, what you have to do is develop the dominant side if you want to. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you want to uh, do the right thing. Right intention. That's why yeah. uh, I was my friend Mel Novak today, and he preaches in prisons and all over. And he said he just talked to a guy. Just called him earlier while I was talking to him uh, that he just got released from prison. So he was trying to tell him to be sure to make the right decisions. You know. And in order to do that, I said he's going to have to uh, uh, start um, developing uh, the positive side of his life rather than uh, yielding to uh, the negative because eventually mm-hmm. it's going to take him back to prison. See? Uh, so so true. You, can't, you have to redo your thinking system because you can't keep thinking the same thing and expect something different. And someone said that's insanity. So, so in order to change your life, you got to change your thoughts. So true, Justin. What do you think about that? Oh, that that that's amazing, Michelle. My my next question for Leo is: uh, Were you around uh, Bruce during the time of um, when he got the part for the Green Hornet? Uh, yeah, he um, uh, <clears throat> yeah he uh, I didn't uh, he moved down here and we got the part. And I saw him a couple of times uh, in between when he's not busy, uh, and uh, uh, came visit with uh, visiting him at his house in uh, both Culver City and uh, Bel Air. And uh, yeah, he took it—you uh, know—he didn't take it serious. It's, it was like uh, you know, my dream is to become a, 
uh, get, uh, get in the movies, you know, and uh, make it. I know I got the skills, and, and if I get the opportunity, I'm going to make it. So so he makes a small, uh, the first small film he made, it out to go sound of, sound of music, which was Big Boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did a movie for less than $40,000. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. You know, there's something that you said, Leo, before we started the show about, um, you know, back on to Wendell's comment or question to you. You said that Bruce said that there's a way to compete but not get beat up and get um, completely hurt over the years. And you said his response was to do movies. Um, uh, yeah. And he said that he was intense. Uh, he didn't say it to me, but he said it in the article, Esquire magazine. And unfortunately, I don't know where that magazine is. I had a copy of it before. And he said the reason he is so intense in developing martial arts, most of all, is to knock out, knock the hell out of all his insecurities. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It was a, more of a personal uh, approach to uh, seeing up his in, internal uh, uh, world, you know, uh, developing strengths from within. Um, but but he did say that... Um, that's why when I went to his house that one time, and I noticed he had uh, three walls uh, uh, full of books, and one wall uh, had um, uh, a couple of shelves full of real estate books, how to sell real estate, how to close a deal, and uh, and all that stuff. So I said to him, I said, Bruce, are you um, develop? Are you uh, interested in doing real estate? Or are you going to do real estate? What's the deal? He said, No, no, I'm the real estate. And and um, and so he's learning how to package himself and sell himself to movies. You see the similarity between selling real estate and selling him. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, he's just a salesman, but he was getting his package together and marketing himself. Exactly, and so he developed a certain amount of it's natural, but he a lot of it is uh, working at it. He had a lot of charisma. I talked to a lady uh was watching uh, one of the movies. She's not a martial artist. She said, you know, something about that kid I cannot take my uh, eyes off of when I, when he comes on the screen. I said, well, it's what they call charisma. The guy's charismatic. Just like Very him. true. Yeah, he had a lot of glitter about him and sizzle, so that's what they look for is sizzle in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you look at him and, and, and really uh, look at him from the standpoint of a casting director. He wasn't the greatest actor there was. <laughs> <laughs> But he had presence. He, he presence. sure did. I'm just going to say that word, presence. Um, yeah. Now, back on to the intention of what you were saying earlier about, you know, your reputation and what's important to you. If there was one thing you could change in our martial arts community, what would it be, Leo? I would say that um, uh, uh, that it's to develop martial arts to be embraced as a vehicle develop character, develop honesty, develop uh, authenticity. Uh, that um, it's not about being the baddest uh, uh, guy on the block. It's not about honing your skills so you can kill somebody. But uh, it's about honing your skills, but it's beyond that. That the, the, the larger uh, goal should be to develop character. Yes, and yourself. My favorite trainer, uh, uh, Sage, uh, uh, boxing um, uh, Sage is uh, Customato. He said, "Character. If you don't have character, you cannot fight. You cannot have skills." And and that's true. When Mike Tyson started messing around, that's when he lost it all. Yeah. yeah. Justin, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's my thought uh, on that. I I, I uh, that's why they can understand me when I first. Uh, when when I uh, back in the '60s, when I was pastor of the church over there, they said, "How can you justify the fact that you are, are a minister, man of the cloth, man that is supposed to be communicating a message of love, and you practicing breaking bricks, doing all that stuff?" And I said, "Well, I don't go around hurting people. I said I'm just doing this because I just feel like it's developing my." My uh, my inner skills, and 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 then then when Bruce Lee called me up and said, "Hey, I I, I want to arrange to put you on a cover of Black Belt magazine," and I said, "Why?" I said, "I, I haven't done anything, Bruce." He said, "Oh man," he said, "You are unique. You are a minister and practice in karate." 
<laughs> so, no, it's so true, isn't it? To turn the other cheek, but yet then you're striking people. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like, uh, you know, just because you own a gun, you ain't going to be a serial killer, or you're not supposed to be. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, Justin, you want to ask the next question? Yeah, this is kind of a fun question for, for, for Leo. And um, what do you think uh, Bruce Lee would think of, like, social networking today where we have all this technology like Twitter and, and Facebook because you've got all kinds of um, celebrity martial artists that actually use this stuff to interact with the fans and, and stuff like we're doing now? What do you think he would think of uh, social networking? I think he would, uh, I think it would be something he would love uh, because he does like to uh, 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 communicate uh, his message uh, only to people who would listen to him because he had sure. a lot of people that I remember that really uh, upset him by negative, uh, by talking uh, negative and mm -hmm. and. He didn't want to brink and want to fight, but then they back off. Uh, that's what they used to do. Say, well, I don't want to fight you, Bruce. I'll kill you because, you know, my stuff is deadly. And he's fit to be tied when they say that, but then they already got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, you know, even I think that still remains in the community where there's a lot of barkers but no biters. You know, they're real quick to be negative and talk crap to one another, um, but when it comes down to it, they're not, they're, they just lack the courage and they lack the skill set to oh, that, um, back up their words. That's why he ran into one of the guys who used to be in my Kung Fu class and he suddenly put on a black robe and, and uh, going around like he's a, a seafood. And, uh, <laughs> you know, his skills were questionable. He, he got onto this, this thing like a, a, a guy selling snake oil, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah, our curtain rings. <laughs> and in the Bruce down there at the Backbell Magazine office, and, 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 and Bruce hated to see phonies, so he uh, they didn't get along. And so the guy said, well, Bruce, you know, I'd be glad to take you on, but, you know, you know, I practice a very deadly art. I, I do not want to hurt you. Oh, <laughs> that is funny. Oh, man, he called me right after that, and he said, oh, God, I, I wanted to beat him up so bad, but then... I, I didn't want to throw the first punch. And he said, I said, Bruce, I said, the, the dude does not know how to fight. I said, he's a talker. You know, you, you're not beating on anybody. I said, let him go, you know, forget it. Because these yeah. guys, put, he, he puts on the uh, the costume uh, that, that symbolizes a great, great grandmaster who has a lot of wisdom and then has a deadly death, death touch. See, in the Kung Fu community, there's a lot of that BS going on, that I can knock you out without touching you. Or if I touch you, I can uh, I can kill you, or you're going to die seven days from now. There's stuff like that goes on. <laughs> I love wow. it. It's like, it's just like X-Men, you know? You know, Justin, you know, it's that... Uh that storyline that they probably got it from the you know the martial arts community all these people that say they do energy work or wear a ninth degree black belt and really be careful because on the street someone's going to be like oh you're a ninth degree and you're going to lose your butt like a white belt you know so yeah yeah, yeah I, you know i said hey i still believe in a good solid left hook to the jaw you know <laughs> it we're nice and simple right <laughs> wow well justin next question yeah, actually, I have I have one more question for Leo, and we won't take any more of his time unless you got more questions, Michelle. Um, I have a couple. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, one of my big questions that I want to get in there: um, Did you personally know David Carradine, or get the opportunity to work with David Carradine? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I um, uh, I kind of. I I'm not one to push for parts. I got a hold of David Chow one time. And kind of hinted, but he didn't even consider me, so I, I didn't say any more, you know. Mm. I'm not the type of person, hey, you get me in a movie. Uh, so if, if if they mention, uh, you know, uh, hey, maybe I got a part for you, I said, well, you know, when you you think I, I fit in, let me know, and then we can, uh, I can, you know, let you know. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. But I, I know David Carradine, you know, I knew him, and um, uh, I know uh, Kim Ewan, Kim Ewan taught him. And uh, and I uh, I haven't seen Kim for a while. He moved to Long Beach, but he used to be around my neighborhood, and I see him by once a week. <clears throat> um, um, 
But uh, David, uh, he was not a martial artist, but he developed some some interest in the Tai Chi and the stuff like that after he did a series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. We're, we're actually doing a tribute show uh, tomorrow with, uh, with Rob Moses, so that'll be a great show. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know what, Leo, in this stage of your life, um, and having had such a, an impact on the martial arts community, um, what is most important to you these days? Well, I think the most important to me this day, uh, these days is, number one, at my age, I, I think it's very important to, uh, you know, when you're young, you don't uh, think of that, is to live in the moment and, 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 and do the things that you enjoy doing. And... uh and I always, uh, on my agenda, is to to help uh, uh, people, uh, young or old, uh, that I can benefit, uh, they can benefit from what I know, I'll be glad to, to share it. And and uh, and that's about it, you know, uh, just work out and stay in shape and continue to learn more about uh, healthy living and, um, and, and, uh, and how to um, uh, um, uh, uh, take care of uh, transcend and overcome and defeat demons inside, which comes up every once in a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Call it uh, spiritual base uh, life. Uh, I don't know if everybody will uh, will go for uh, the religious thing, but you got to have a spiritual base. There's a difference between being spiritual and being religious. Amen. I, I agree on that. Justin, I what totally do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Great statement. Well, I, I, I have two questions. I'll just ask one. Um, besides T-Fung, what else can we expect from you this year, Leo? Well, uh, I'm going to uh, continue to uh, to expand uh, my Wakendo uh, art. Uh, trying to make it more sophisticated. Uh, I learned from Bruce Lee four stages of development, developing the twos, refining the twos, dissolving the twos, and expressing the twos. And so the expressing the twos is very important, is to develop uh, uh, so much depth in what you do that becomes uh, an expression. You become that particular thing rather than doing it. Yes. Beautiful. Cinematic standpoint, I have three or four projects I want to do, and I don't worry about whether I'm going to have money or not. I I have uh, the team uh, who are with me who are willing to do it because uh, 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 they love the art. They love the, the doing craft of filmmaking. Uh, I may not get the uh, uh, the uh, accolade and and the and the impression uh, impress people. Because I don't have three or four trailers out in front of the, the place, uh, I just go and shoot this thing. <clears throat> but uh, I enjoy doing the, pro- the process of filmmaking. I enjoy, and so what I'm doing is organizing a, 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 a group of um, uh, actors, uh, young and old, and come together with one common like you have a club, uh, actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one makes any money, but if we do uh, happen to sell one of these these projects to a Red Box or Netflix and get money, we'll divide among ourselves. And so, so far, I got about ten or twelve people that are coming with me whenever we we shoot on Saturday afternoon, and uh, uh, and and uh, and we we just come together and and and, and I, you know I have certain uh, certain interest in writing. And so I usually, uh, and my imagination pretty good, so I come up with the story. And um, like I have a guy in Sweden, Sweden, he wants to be in a movie so bad, he said, how do I break in? When do I get an agent? I said, it's like chicken or the egg. <laughs> you know, you can't make a movie without an agent, and you can't get an agent without making a movie. This is so I, true. What I offer you is if you want to, you know, uh, get in on grill a filmmaking process, I'd be glad to take you on, but you got to pay your way. So he said, "Well, let me save some money." So now he's ready to come, and I'm saying, "Well, now I got to come up with a script idea for this guy. He's a JKD guy." So I didn't share it with him, but I came up with the idea that because uh, I, I, I want to economize and stay in one spot if I can. 
So he owns a karate studio, and these bad guys keep coming in trying to take it over. And he found out later that the previous owner, which was his uncle, had uh, had taken a lot of money from the mafia and hid it in the wall somewhere. And oh, wow. they, 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 they try to find where that money is. And so finally at the end he realized what it was, and then after he beat up all these guys, well, then then he started digging and found the money. So just give him a venue for, for uh, I call it uh, uh, Hot Money. That's the title of the movie. <laughs> oh, I love it, Leo. That's going to be fun. So if you need a bad girl, you let me know. I'll show up on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to call you. You know, you want to join the club. I'm just trying to I'll join the Leo Fong Club at Hot Money time. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, then I'm doing uh, one called uh, Stack 7. You know, a Stack is an acronym for, uh, 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 let's see, Stack is, uh, is uh, uh, what the, let's see, uh, what is that S? I got to find a T. <laughs> team against uh, crime, a special team against crime. That's what it is. It'd be seven huh. people. You know? And uh, I'm going to do that as soon as I get through with Chief Home Master. But I still shoot these things. You know, I don't finish one, and um, and, I, and then I find I run into a, you invariably run into somebody that they can fill the gap. And I, I I think I just found a lady who does editing. <laughs> what I'm doing? I said, you know, you get paid later. You know, hopefully if we make money. And uh, she said, no, I I want to do it just for fun. You know, I said, okay. And uh, and so well, that's good. Why, yeah, is this uh, you know no pressure. Just having, uh, you know, we shoot whenever we feel like it, and uh, but we do have a little uh, uh, deadline. You know, we want to finish certain projects, certain time, but best mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Well, that sounds wonderful. So I just, we, Justin, I have really enjoyed having you on the show today, Leo, and uh, we're exactly at one hour, and that's perfect. But I wanted to let our audience know that. If you're interested in Witching Master Fong or you're interested in his movie making or actually auditioning for a role, uh, you can meet, uh, reach Master Fong at his website at leotfong.com. That's L-E-O-T-F-O-N-G.com. And his uh, Facebook profile is under Leo Fong. So, Leo, is there anything that you'd like to share with our audience before we conclude your interview? Well, uh, you know, like I say, uh, anyone is interested in in acting and being in a movie, but not going to get paid. You know, you're going to learn something. Uh, I can almost assure you, learn something. And the fellowship, uh, I got yeah. a great, great bunch of young people, uh, and uh, uh, and and they enjoying, uh, you know, uh, getting together. And we meet uh, mostly on uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, this next Saturday afternoon, I have to do a seminar, so won't be able to be it. But the following uh, Saturday afternoon, we'll be there. And uh, and if you need information, just uh, uh, message me on Facebook, and and uh, and I can give you the information. And then also, if you were interested in working out, we we uh, work out most of the time on uh, Sunday morning, nine thirty. And I have about six or seven people that from other different martial arts style. They come and we work the angles and the angles of attack and all that. Wonderful. Well, Justin. Uh, Leo, before I close up the show, I would be honored um, to have you as a friend on Facebook so I can connect with you more and we can always have you back on the show for other segments as well. Um, uh, And I would just like to thank my listeners for listening to me in the show and uh, Mr. Fong because this has been a... To me, this has been a wonderful experience because I actually feel like that I've got to know Bruce Lee for you, sir, and it's truly an honor. So. <laughs> it's my pleasure, uh, Justin. So you, you, uh, you, I'll be glad to friend you on Facebook. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you for being well, on and also, we also want to promote your movies, Leo, so definitely uh, stay in touch with you know, Justin and, and me once in a while, we can go ahead and blast that out on the Justin Harvey Facebook page and also on Twitter. So keep us uh, uh, informed of your projects. Yeah, great. I will do that. And uh, then, uh, you know, uh, uh, I will run, uh, you know, for you. I run you, I run uh, Rose by you. And if you, you think uh, it's worth coming uh, over here, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. And it's absolutely worth it. Yes. Yeah. So I'll see you soon. <laughs> 
Okay, well, thank you so much, Leo, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, you're welcome. All right, Justin, good meeting with you. You too, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, Michelle. Okay. Talk to you later. All right, bye. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, Leo. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap, Michelle. Okay. I'm here, yeah. Yeah, that's a wrap.